Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Where you get your financial goodness. That's right. Moving up in the charts, we've got uh, about three to 4,000 downloads. I know that's not a lot, comparatively speaking, to the big podcasts out there. But I got to tell you, it's all organic. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and family. I get memos every... Memos. I don't know what a memo is. I get an email every once in a while. So I'm saying, hey, I shared uh, X... Uh, number of potty or this particular podcast so and so they loved it thanks so much it's it's fantastic that is so helpful and we really appreciate it and uh if you're doing that sort of thing let us know let us know that you're you're sharing it help us get the word out there we're not uh in the camp where we're i'm not we're not doing interviews to you know parlay somebody else's social media prowess we're not uh doing marketing uh, at this point to grow the show it's all organic and so we really appreciate it so it's if it's helping you we really would appreciate it if you share it with others so it can help them as well all right we've got a great uh question today coming in from amy in new york amy what do you got diy hi diy money my name is amy from new york i would like to know a bit about backdoor roth ira I maxed out on my IRA contribution this year. I wanted to weigh out my options, whether to invest the rest of my income or do a Roth IRA conversion. But I decided to go forward with the backdoor Roth IRA. Would I need to withhold taxes for the conversion? Thank you. All right, Daniel, are you specifically doing a backdoor Roth in your family at this point or no? We are not doing it right now, uh, mostly because our 401k has a Roth option. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this juncture, it's not a useful method, uh, for us, but for some people it is, uh, but there are some complexities to it. So, uh, well, let's go. Okay. So one of the things that we want to, or I want to point out is I believe Amy said something about she's hit her max contribution for her IRA already. Yes. So she's already, um, committed money or, um, contributed money to an IRA, uh, assumably that's pre-tax contribution. So she's taken a tax deduction on that money, which means that somewhere she has an IRA that has money that went in that she got a deduction on. That's called pre-tax contributions to an IRA. Now I'm going to try to walk through uh, as simple as possible what a backdoor Roth is, how it works and some of the pitfalls. So the way a backdoor Roth IRA works is when you make too much to contribute to a Roth IRA, you can make what's called a non-deductible contribution to a deductible IRA. That sounds weird, right? You put money in, but you do not get a deduction for that money. So you put that in the IRA, uh, then you can pretty much immediately convert that. However, in the spirit of the law, what we've read uh, as financial planners is most accountants would recommend that you leave that in there and at least invest it. So you show an intent to actually have put it in the IRA to the IRS if they were to ever audit. So you put money into an IRA, you don't get a tax deduction on it. Now it's sitting in the IRA. You'd be able to withdraw it someday, et cetera. But what you can then do is convert that like you otherwise would have into a Roth IRA. Once it's in the Roth IRA, now it grows tax-free and you're able to take tax-free withdrawals later in life. Now, I think I'm 
probably lost probably half our audience there. So uh, safe to say, you put money into an IRA, you don't get a deduction, you then roll that over to a Roth IRA. That's the very, very, very simple, straightforward sort of explanation, but there's some pitfalls. Let me interject uh, just briefly, because again, it's very, this is a great subject matter. It is a little complex. When you make a traditional IRA contribution, you are doing so to get a tax deduction. So often you'll go to, uh, if you have your taxes done or you're doing your taxes and you want to lower your tax burden, you have the ability to put some money into a traditional IRA, most people do, and they have the ability to get a deduction for that. That is a traditional IRA. That is a, a deductible mechanism where when you take that money out, it becomes taxable income. And then there's caveats regarding that as well. The Roth IRA, which is a great savings plan, we've done uh, podcasts on that in the past, is a non-deductible savings account. So this is post-tax money, just like a traditional IRA, but instead of getting a deduction, you do not. However, that money can grow, compound, and be taken out at some point in the future. Again, there's caveats, there's individual rules regarding these things, but it can be taken out tax-free. Now, many people, not many people, but some people don't have the luxury of using a Roth IRA because they make too much money. There's a cap on how much money you can make before you're allowed to put money into, or until you're allowed no more, to put money into a Roth IRA. So there is this kind of skewed rule that says because you're phased out of that, there is no phase out for, well, there's a phase out for the deductible portion of a traditional IRA, but you can put money into a traditional IRA regardless of your income, but you may not get the deduction for it. So why would you do that? Well, you would do that so that you put a non-deductible contribution into a traditional IRA and then immediately or in good faith, six or 12 months, convert it to a Roth IRA. Why do you do that? You do that to get it in there because you're phased out. You don't have the ability to do that, that this is a way, hence the name backdoor Roth to get it into the Roth IRA. Why? To never pay tax on it again. So you pay the tax up front on the conversion and you never t- pay tax on it again. I'll kick it back to you in a second, but I want to clarify one other thing. And he says, well, how much can I do? Well, there's a difference. There's two ways to get money into a Roth. There's a contribution which has limits. Every year, the IRS tells us how much we can contribute to a Roth. Then there's a conversion. And a conversion means you're moving money from an IRA to a Roth. You could put as much money as you want in on that conversion. However, it's taxable. So one of the things we do for clients, and again, I don't get too far down the road here, is with some of the law changes on IRA RMDs, required minimum distributions, we look at clients and say, hey, we should start being proactive with conversions into the Roth now so we never have to pay tax on that money again. All right, Wanda, that's just a little history, background, et cetera. Back to Daniel uh, for his excellent explanation. Okay, so it sounds simple, right, in, in nature, but it's not simple in practice. 
and this is why this is this is where we're going to kind of get into the fine print that you have to be extremely careful with and probably more than likely worth an, work with an accountant and uh, practically speaking if you um, are at the point of sort of phasing out Roth and getting into some of these complex strategies, your income level in your tax situation might be getting to the point that you might want to engage um, a CPA for record keeping and just making sure this stuff is, is taken care of well. And this is the big thing that you need to be, be very careful of. When you convert from an IRA to a Roth IRA, you do not get to choose uh, which portion, the, the pre-tax or post-tax portion, that you are converting. The IRS is going to look at all of your IRA monies. That means all of the IRA accounts, all of the different types of contributions, in reality too, one that was post-tax, one that was pre-tax. And when you convert, they're going to do what's called a pro rata conversion, which essentially just means taking the ratio of money that is in your IRA and uh, assuming that you uh, are going to convert it in that same way. So that was probably quite a confusing explanation. So let's try to do a simple example. Okay. You have $9,000 in an IRA that you've given with a tax deduction. So if you convert that, all of that 9,000 into a Roth IRA, you will pay taxes on that conversion to get it into your Roth IRA, but you've not done that yet. You still have 9,000 in that IRA. Okay. You put a thousand dollars into your IRA without a deduction. Okay, so now you have ten thousand in IRA, nine thousand you got a deduction, a thousand dollars you did not get a deduction, and you think, oh, I want to do the backdoor Roth methodology. I'm going to convert a thousand into my Roth IRA because I put a thousand into the IRA, and I'm not going to pay any taxes on that. The problem is, is the IRS, even if it's in two separate accounts, looks at all of that IRA money as one pool, and looks at the ratio. So if you converted a thousand dollars. From that 10,000, remember you had 9,000 that you got a deduction, 1,000 you did not. You now try to convert $1,000 into a Roth. You are going to pay taxes on 900, which represents part of that 9,000. And you're going to pay no taxes on the 100, which represents part of the 1,000. I know that was a lot of numbers, but safe to say that you just need to understand you cannot self-delineate what was sort of dog-eared money for a backdoor Roth IRA. IRS is going to look at it in total. So who does a backdoor Roth IRA work for? Well, if you no longer have any pre-tax money in your IRA, if your money is all in 401ks, employer plans, and you are using an IRA just for the purpose of doing a backdoor Roth con uh, conversion, then this methodology will likely work for you what I would recommend is make sure that you keep scrupulous records because the IRS at any time can come back and go, well, we just want to make sure that you don't owe any tax on this conversion. So just be careful. Keep, keep excellent, excellent records and just cover your bases. I want to stress one thing. Um, I don't think you said it was she asked, should she uh, set aside taxes for this? And the answer is yes, because you're going to owe taxes on the conversion amount that you convert. Um, a lot of times people will have the custodian that you're converting from uh, send those taxes in, but if you want to maximize your conversion, you would pay those taxes from elsewhere. So you will pay, uh, you will get a 1099 at the end of the year for the amount that you convert and it will be taxed as ordinary income. So yes, you should, in your mind at minimum, 
um, sort of accrue that amount that you will be liable for. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Again, a, a complex subject matter, but if you're out there and you're going, I, I need more ways to save, I need different methodologies, just understand that this is, there are, there are a tremendous amount of methods by which you can save and save prudently. And it's, it's the wise, it's the folks that do the homework, that do the research, explore all the options that, that really get the advantages. And it's unfortunate that we don't teach this stuff in school. I, I wish we did. I wish every kid came out of high school knowing about a Roth IRA, uh, a traditional IRA, 401k, credit cards, uh, credit scores. It, I, I'm flabbergasted that we don't. But maybe they'll start listening to the DIY Money Podcast. That would be fantastic. All right, friends. If you're new to the show, uh, it was really simple. All uh, she did was send us a question via her smartphone, recorded a voice memo, and then dropped it in email and sent it to us at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Amy will now get a $25 gift card from Amazon for that submission. That was a great question. We really appreciate it. You can check us out on Instagram at DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Or if you're not yet part of the DIY tribe on Facebook, closed group going through the process of developing a budget, setting up and tracking expenses, et cetera, I encourage you to do so. That's the DIY tribe. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Make sure you're doing all the prudent maneuvers to invest the proper amounts in the proper places and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.